Hello? One? Two? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm Powerfuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. <laughs> You've got what you need here. All those marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo jumbo, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend. Keep it real. Hey there. I'm Slade, one of the creators of ArclightBase.com, and I listen to the Arclight Insights podcast. You've been talking about uh, units that get dramatically better when they have access to a certain talent. Are there any couple of units that spring to mind that you have seen in the game and regardless of the talents that you've seen used or different uh, scenarios, they just seem really ineffective and units that you think need a bit more attention by the development team? Oh, for, oh God, for instance, this is a huge one. Like, I just think overall the chickens are useless. Nothing, no talent makes them good. <laughs> They're just as bad as them by themselves. So, so the chickens need to change. I don't know how they're going to change. I don't think they should be in the game. Like, but I know the theory crafters out there want to use them. And I'm sure they're going to find the situation by using the cheat death. But let's be real. <laughs> That's like sending 40 peons against my uh, three orcs in uh, Warcraft 3. Like, you're just going to get mauled if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll absolutely, like, there are definitely good players out there that can use peons if you can micromanage them. The fact is, the difference here is that you can't micromanage these chickens. They're going in a straight line to death. <laughs> There's nothing stopping them. Yeah. yeah. I found the chickens like like there's so much AOE in the game that any AOE will just annihilate that pack of chickens instantly. Yep. Well, 100%. If they had a talent where they become unbound and they can attach to a unit, like this will be very... Because it says in their, literally, in their uh, info, it's like a flock of feathered fowl chickens that can overwhelm even the hardiest of tanks and towers. I would technically make them unbound and I'll make them that annoying that they just do DPS over time and they slow, they, they fall off over time and they, oh, it's hard to explain. In my mind, I can visually see it. So imagine like, let's say 10 chickens just all of a sudden flock from out of nowhere and attach themselves to the molten giant and they start pecking him like on his head, on his arms, on his legs, and he's still walking. He can't attack. Like, let's say he just can't attack him. But one of them falls off because they've already done like one or two attacks. He then starts hitting him. And then the next one falls off and he hits that one. And the next one falls off. That that technically makes now the angry chickens a lot more feasible. And it has a use case scenario where you will use that against Baron. You can use that against Tyrion. You can use it against any of those big units. And it makes them now a very good unit, <laughs> in my opinion. Like that sounds awesome, right? Mm. It definitely does, and I, I just don't think that will be the talent. Like, I just don't see it happening. Unless they do steal this idea, then I want credit. I want a million dollars, thanks. But other than that, I think the funniest thing is, like, the other one that I do think, Arcane Blast. See, Arcane Blast has ugh, both both spectrums of one being 
and the other one being annoying. So Arcane Blast with their bloody talent, with both their talents, and I'll read them out for the viewers and listeners, sorry. Uh, amplification, sequential taps increase the radius by one. That's great and all, but it doesn't really do anything. Like, yeah, it's a massive radius eventually. You're going to target the units you want to target in the first place. You're going to tap on the unit that you want to kill in the first place. So it makes it a useless talent. And then you got on the broken side of it, Arcane Power, which is now, instead of spending 10 gold to get to the, the, the fourth Arcane Blast to do the biggest magic damage in the entire game, you're now spending only four when it took you six initially to get there and then spending four more to deploy it, which equals 10. You are now giving away six for no reason. You're just denying six gold out of nowhere and you're giving them the biggest power. And then why why would you ever now use the next one, which is uh, three gold? You're not going to use the next one because you've already used the most powerful one. The only time you're going to use the, the next one is if you haven't killed the person off. And it's better just to spawn a two cost unit or one cost unit to finish them off. Or the tower is going to finish them off. So it makes that too broken. So you got one side of the spectrum, amplification, which is useless. And then you got the arcane power, which is broken. And then you got spells like chain lightning that both of them are pretty much useless. <laughs> I can go on to so many, so many different things, but I just think that only some of them are useless. Like it's, it's not that bad as I make it out to be, but definitely some of them just are just not that good. To give a little bit of context to the arcane blast spell. So the arcane blast spell is instant cast you can't see it coming, so there's no counterplay to it. And if you take the Arcane Power talent, that's an, at level 1 mini, that's 600 damage. For contrast, a Blizzard spell, which is 4 gold cost as well, does 500 damage. So 100 damage less, and that's over a 5 second duration. So you're looking at five seconds where you can counterplay with like you can drop a Tyrion, a healer to heal your minis up in the blizzard or you can holy nova spell to heal your minis up you know there's lots of different avenues of uh or you can cheat death spell near the end of the duration of blizzard to save your minis from dying the arcane blast there's no counterplay that's and it does more damage for the same gold cost in an instant you know what's funny i actually thought about like I, I keep thinking about how can they keep like in, in terms of respect to the developers how can they keep that talent in the game and make it acceptable and i thought about it a lot do you know do you remember in uh hearthstone how i think is it oh is it shamans um you can sacrifice one of your um your crystals for like a you know for one round in order to play a higher cost spell I believe that what should happen, it should either, if you're going to use a four cost arcane blast that does, like you said, a little bit more damage than what Blizzard does overall, but instantly, then it should, you should not be able to retrieve gold for like a few seconds. Cause like gold is generated over a period of time, like naturally. And then there's gold mining. Now you, how the way I think about it is that your natural gold income should pause if you've used that spell. And then, then, but you still have the option to mine, which now you have to strategize. You can't just cast it when you only have four gold. Like you have to wait. That's the whole point. There's a counter to it. And there's a punishment to it. If you, if you mess up with it, 
no punishment if you mess up. Could they uh, just make it like your next two units cost one extra gold or something like that? I'll, I'll accept that because if they keep yeah. it as four gold instead of making six gold, I'll accept it because that's punishment. That's a strategy. That's that yeah. They have to think about really what they need to do. They can't just throw it out willy-nilly. Like, I have to wait with my blizzard. I can't just throw it out for no reason. You know, I can't just throw out execute for no reason. But Arcane Blast you can. Because the first unit you see, doesn't matter what it costs, you Arcane Blast it. So many ways to fix it, but I don't, I'm not sure what they're going to take because we haven't heard anything about it yet. That's the only spell that you can't defend against in the entire game. So do you know who's been your favorite leader? I know you've been going with Grom and I've been watching some of your streams and you have uh, proclaimed yourself that you made it quote harder on yourself for choosing Grom. I definitely feel like I've made it harder for myself by playing Grom because the amount of air units that I have to fight in the game and the amount of there are some bosses that it's unnecessary to hit them with your hero like like a melee hero especially there there are also some bosses that can't even be attacked by melee heroes whereas if you have a ranged hero every boss is is, is except is accessible to being hit by the hero the only benefits i've been using with grom was literally the bloodlusting maybe i don't understand even though i've played him the most Maybe I still don't understand him. I'm starting to get it right now, but I still don't feel like I have the full grasp of what he can do. Uh, that being said, I like my favorite hero is technically Jaina, and I should have picked her in the very beginning. I think on the first day when I was streaming, I think I think I said that too. I, I think I said like deep down I should have went with Jaina. Like I feel like Jaina. I thought that Drac was terrible by the looks of it, and I thought Grom Grom was just the I love orcs. I love the horde. Even though I really like Jaina's playstyle, I will just I'll pick Grom for now because he's in the middle. That's what I thought, but Grom is not in the middle. <laughs> he's not an overall good hero at all. I waited for so long to make him good. Like he's a single attack hero, and he only attacks ground units, and he doesn't do that good of damage. Bad damage. He does very bad damage until you have cleave and that's what makes him better and that's what we goes it goes back to talents making units better grom needs cleave needs it in order to make him good but that being said like literally jaina like jaina would be my favorite like if i had to start again it's it's definitely jaina like i'll get through both pve and pvp very easily now that i know that i'm gonna be using more spells than before like if you guys remember i went through majority of the campaign with just minis and no spells just brute force and that's not the way to go it's that is definitely not the way to go you need a spell you need you need some form of spells one or two that really seemed to yeah work for you up to a certain point in the game then the game kind of starts yeah. to punish you for not having any control yeah and that's when i went with living bomb living bomb got me through uh 20 bosses like it saved my ass living bomb it, it truly did and then eventually blizzard saved my ass you know it, it, like it and then now it's execute is saving my ass. I thought it was uh, funny. There was a meme somebody made, and it's like, who would win? Gromash Hellscream? Or a pack of angry chickens? <laughs> oh, God. Like, you know, that actually happened to me. Like, I spawned Grom, and I forgot I didn't select Cleave, and I actually had to have the other talent, the Blood Rage on him, and he just got mauled by the chickens. And I and that's when I really thought that he was the worst hero. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> he, was, he was the only hero that couldn't fight them. Oh, apart from Drac. Okay, so your favorite leader, well, the leader you're playing is Grom, and you got <laughs> annihilated by chickens, and you say your your most hated card, or the most useless, is chickens. Coincidence? Hmm. 
Oh yeah, it is 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, like, <laughs> if chickens existed in this game only just to piss me off and pit the fact that I picked Grom, then they just they'd done their job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, Jaina, straight up Jaina. She is the best all rounder for sure. And the fact that now that I understand that execute is going to be needed for a lot of fights for a lot of bosses. I would like to go into fighting Onyxia. Like, let's say let's say I have a level 31 Jaina, yeah? Because that's pretty much what I'll get to. Like, the maximum level is 25, but with your Valor and Talents, you're 31. Let's say I'm 31. Now, all of a sudden, I also have a level 31 Execute. Now, really think about how much damage that's going to really do to Onyxia with three levels on top of that. That's going to do a tremendous amount, more than 50%. Not of her HP, but it's going to do a tremendous amount to her. And it's going to get me through quicker. Like, even if I was level 25 and 7, anyways, it's it's going to get me quicker than, like, taking out her HP more than anyone else in the game. Following up, so that's your favorite leader is Jaina. What's your favorite yeah. mini? Favorite mini? I really have to look at ArclightBase.com again, as we're just going to plug it in. <laughs> My favorite or, mini? Ah, oh, damn. Or what? which mini from top of your head, is a pretty much a must in almost every single PvE fight oh, in the game. For every single fight and nearly every single hero that is that you can just use without any fault would have to be the Stonehoof Torrent. The Stonehoof Torrent can get you through so many fights by himself, uh, by herself, sorry, because of that charge. That charge is deadly. The charge is huge damage. And when you do get the talent for a three seconds done or even like, like, you get the three-second stun for bosses that you know you can reach the boss, and you want that three seconds of, you know, uncontested damage. And then, if not, if you're going through a unit-heavy fight, double charge, you get to the tank, and then you get to their backline, and and the Stonehoof Torrent doesn't get killed in one shot by anything, apart from, obviously, the four gold arcane blast, which doesn't happen in PvE. But there's nothing that can really take out the Stonehoof Torrent. It's such a great unit. Yeah, I would agree with that. The like the double charge and getting a pretty decent damaging tank into your enemy's backline to annihilate like, you know, their mages and healers and stuff like that is just so handy. Yeah, uh, like like I said, a three second stun on a boss is deadly for the boss. The boss will die like very quickly if the Stonehoof Torrent gets there. Like yeah, it's absolutely insane how good the Storm of Torrent is. And that being said, even though I'm not going to use it for uh, Oni, the only reason I'm not going to use it for Oni is because it's majority air units based and I just can't afford to not be able to use the stone. I need to use every unit for Oni. So that's why I'm not using it right now. But for 65 bosses, I would say not all 65 because some of them are air units, but for 60 bosses, you can use Stonehoof Torrent easily in, every, in, in 60 of them. And just uh, for reference, the Stonehoof Torrent has uh, 1,620 health so it can also survive the four cost ab yeah in pvp yeah pretty much which makes it a yeah. great backliner like literally just from frontline to backline it, it annihilates nearly in anyone including the flame waker so oh the coveted flame waker yeah it'll survive the first hit and then it will kill um the flame waker like it's it, it'll just annihilate him very very quickly especially with the charge damage yeah, exactly. Like we're talking about one charge damage, and immediately, like half a second later, uh, she's attacked them. So it's over in like 
in pretty much one hit. If you were given a chance to sneak in to the Blizzard headquarters during the night mm -hmm. with nobody there to stop you, what change would you make in the code to any leader or unit in the game? Like anything that you like, oh, I'm going to do this because I <laughs> like something just for fun or something that you think it to be <laughs> something that I, I, be... I thought I thought you were going to say, like, if I could just sneak <laughs> in and do whatever I want, I was going to I was gonna just going to take up uh, Frostmourne and the Helm of Domination for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, like anything... a lot of code, what can I change? Yeah, hmm. anything in terms of balancing or anything to make a, a unit really fun or like, and, you know, and then they will have to keep it. What would you do? And they would have to keep it? Oh, uh, God, let me think about it. Isn't this easy? It d just delete rend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could. I could, yeah, but you know, I no, the fact that I suffered, everyone else has to suffer. Like, I can't <laughs> let them go. You can't. See, like, so that's the difference. That, that's your wish. I now wish for yeah. everyone else to suffer like I did. So, like... Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I was actually oh. trying the rend fight um tonight and i got him dismounted but just the four approaches to your base is just so hard to cover yeah because you can't really cover it there's nothing that you can do against those units like technically there is nothing you can do um I, i'm pretty sure mike got through it with the meat wagon that was when it was pre-nerfed so the meat wagon was high enough level to keep the molten giant at bay but i couldn't do that i had to use the banshee like the Banshee was the one I had to use. I, don't, I think he used both too, by the way. Both, I, I, I think he posted a video. I'm not sure I'm gonna have to ask him if he still plays, but I'm pretty sure he was able to defend with two units where I couldn't do that. I had to go on the assault immediately. And we saw that for two weeks straight. I had to be the one that assaulted him immediately or else I would not survive. Like it was just eventually I'll be overrun. I just, I'm just not sure how, like, people that have cycle builds are going to suffer too, because you have no tanking ability. Even cycle builds are going to suffer. Whoever plays Hogger and Chalga are going to suffer through Rend. That you're going to be stuck there for a long time. A very long time. Like, there is no beast in that game that maybe, maybe the Murlocs, but there is no unit in that game that will protect you. You can't even sheep Rend. I remember. Like, I'm, pretty sure you can't, I'm pretty sure you can't sheep any boss, to be honest. I don't think so. It's their immune. Yeah, so literally the beast faction is going to suffer the most on Rend. I remember you on the Rend fight, you had a, let's say, a, a slightly big problem with this attack range. Do you think maybe the Murlocs with oh. the plus range talent could outrange him? Nah. I mean, nah. Because I, the I range is were... like <laughs> The range is like 10 or something or 11. It's the same length as the, uh, the catapult, like uh, the meat wagon, sorry. It's literally the same length, and it has the width of two times or at least 50% more than the Flame Waker. You can't hide behind anything, you can't stop. It's a massive flamethrower. It just annihilates everything, and as soon as you want to turn the units, like, the, the strategy is literally this, is to level up the... What, is it the Null? Is it the Null, or what is it? Coolbore. Yeah, Coolbore. I'm pretty sure, yeah. The idea is to get Coolbore. Like... Like, even though I just said there's no beast unit that can beat that game, but the thing is that the cool ball can't attack Rend. So technically, it is also useless. The only job that it's there for is to turn Rend around so you can hit him with range from behind. And the Murlocs aren't going to do the greatest damage. Like, you would not prefer Murlocs. You would prefer any other range unit. And most likely, it would be the Firehammer 
to to do the job. Firehammer is confirmed really good. Yeah. Fire Firehammer like even when Rend hops off uh Gyth, the Firehammer is still great to fight Rend. And the reason why is because Rend is tanky as hell. So and with Fury and a little bit of tanking in front of him, the Firehammer will annihilate will absolutely annihilate Rend when he's off his mount. So there's only one good strategy right now, and it's the one I didn't do. Like I said, I made it harder for myself by also playing Grom. Because Grom didn't really win me the fight, did he? <laughs> nah, he... <laughs> he definitely did not win me the fight. <laughs> I mean, he, he was there, right? He was there to fight maybe the Pyromancer, and that was it. <laughs> he, he was there to fight weaker opponents. <laughs> the mighty warrior Gromash Helmscream cannot face Rend or any mighty warrior, apparently. <laughs> We're talking about the person who shoved an axe into uh, Mataroth, right? And he, what? So you're telling me he can beat Mataroth, but he can't beat Rend. But you tell me he can't leap into the air the same way in Warcraft 3 and put his gore howl straight through Gaith and one shot him? Are you telling me that? Is, is that what I'm getting told here? That would be the perfect balance right there. It's ridiculous. When I really think about it, it's ridiculous. Why can't Ren jump? <laughs> oh no, sorry, not Ren. Sorry, why can't Grom jump and and hit with everybody in his like in the air with his axe? I'm pretty sure he can do it. Everyone <laughs> into the official like... Discord right now. Talent suggestion. We need axe jump. Oh, you know what? Yes. In in terms of Spanner's question, I would do that. As it, it will be fun. We need a leap. We need Grom's third talent to be leap, even though it's probably gonna be whirlwind. But if it was a leap strike that can also hit air units, perfect. <laughs> so it, he, Grom Grom leaps into the air, targeting the yeah. first range unit, and then yep. catches him with his axe, slamming him into the ground, dealing damage and pinning him it's to the ground shot. for it has, like it has a to second. Be a, fr a free execute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It needs to be OP. Come on. It needs to it needs to yeah. execute the unit and arcane blast both talents at the same time on on landing. <laughs> it needs to be OP. Maybe the the way I ask about sneaking into the Blizzard's uh, HQ is not maybe the best way. But um, what I wanted yeah. to know is if you if you were recruited by Blizzard and you have mm -hmm. a chance, you had the chance to join a meeting with all the development team and and yes, and if they ask you. Gino, you have been playing the game for a while. You have an outside perspective. I want you to come up with the best idea or the best observation about the game that you've gathered so far and to tell us, like to try to influence them to do some sort of big change in the game. Can you think about something that, how you would you answer to that question from them? I think the biggest change is by having more than one currency, but not a paid currency. Like I said, the Valor or Conquest tokens to buy units too like it needs to be accessible it needs to be more accessible um it needs to take a little bit of weight off the players uh, both casual and also like if it needs to feel more rewarding like i'm at the end of the game is it rewarding that i finished it yes but literally one day later it's so depressing one day later it's very depressing um i just can't do anything with valor i can't do you know change the grid i can't you know I, can, I just can't do anything with it in the end it's useless in the end like it just like it needs to change valon valon needs to change it needs to be more useful than just upgrading a slot i think that's what they need to understand what it's what you know because 
what what do we use valor for and tokens in in world of warcraft we use it to buy equipment and we use it to progress yeah. ourselves yeah we've progressed ourselves with us with a ta- with a slot but we need to feel like we can use that for everything else too right like it's, it it seems logical very very logical oh here's an idea maybe like you could get a token for completing your dungeon for the week first time and then that token then can be used to buy one talent that you want yeah yeah i mean literally wouldn't like break the game because how many talents are there in the game um exactly so it's uh was it 61 times three i was thinking i was thinking something like that 61 times three 183 yeah exactly so like in you need to feel rewarded by doing the dungeons like i don't feel rewarded i feel like i just want to beat the myself and not the chair because i'm keep sitting there going why why the hell am i doing this <laughs> like i think valor is the big one that needs to be rethought about on like how you should be using it and it should just only it shouldn't only be for that it should it, valor should be the center it should be the main currency like after con after the conquest it should be the main currency it should be used for absolutely everything else to make it easier to make people play the dungeons more and to feel rewarded and like you said the tokens you like I, f- I feel like you should get tokens like why not you know it's, it's not gonna break the game so maybe this is a question for both you gora and gino but what would you guys say is like when we all get into the beta in the future what would you say new players should look out for or do when they start out the game what are like some traps you could fall into maybe i think one of the probably the biggest traps is what i actually fell into myself is buying more than one leader from the same faction. Yeah, um, I did so, the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I'm looking at my list here, there's three leaders for the Alliance faction. There's Tyrion, Maiav, and Jaina. You'd want to only buy one of them. And then that way you can use, say if you buy Tyrion, you want the healing, you know, and have more of a frontline tank. That's your playstyle. You know, use them him through the entire campaign to get gold from every mission. And then once yep. you've used, like, your Tyrion as your main leader, for example, and then you choose Rend for your Blackrock uh, faction, you can then go through, replay the missions, and get the extra gold reward from them. Once I realized that, I didn't buy any more leaders once I had one of each faction, and then right after i bought all the minis and quite a few talents then i finished buying the rest of the leaders just so then i could mess around in pvp with different leaders and different loadouts and have some fun that way but early game yeah one leader for each faction and then try and pick minis that will synergize across a whole range of leaders like a good example as gino said like the best his favorite mini was the stonehoof tauren you know, versatile tank with the charge and the charge does good damage and can get into the back line, especially with the, the double charge talent. Well-rounded tank, you know, tanky does good damage, gets things done. Uh, another tank that I've always liked using is the core hounds because of the res feature and then pairing them with a healer, the Tyrion or the Shaman to keep them alive. You can also pair core hounds with a cheat death spell Cheat death spell will prevent the second core hound from dying while it is resing its partner. There's some combinations like that that you can look into. So 
try and go into the game with a like why maybe watch some guides look at arc like rumble base read up on the talents in the game or externally and try and have a look at combinations that work together from previous people that have worked it out or even what you think will work together and then focus on that and then probably finally don't buy too many minis off the bat probably limit them to the minis that i'd want maybe like about 10 ish maybe 15 and then those talents for those minis will start cycling through the shop and then i'd pick up one maybe two talents depending on the mini um for the core ones that like really increase you know their uh, overall power in the game uh one that i like is the general drac has a talent where all nearby minis gain resistance uh, that's really strong against uh countering spells in the game and i like that one so that's definitely one that i'll pick up for drac early on in the game when it full releases and gino any differences or so pretty much what i was going to say which i don't think many people would talk about is the valor system because the valor system you don't really like you can watch what i'm doing and what other streamers are doing and other people making content but you it's actually it's actually difficult because like first before i get into that though just to elaborate on what Gora's um talking about too yeah it's about being patient you need to be patient uh with the grid system if you don't get what you want then that that's it's better to be patient because now you can save up the gold gold ain't going anywhere the units ain't going anywhere like you can you know just make sure you got a good 10 core that can synergize with five at least a try at least with five so a big example to that is let's say a unit is ranged and is also elemental and resistant right let's say they have those three traits so how the valor system works is that you want to use the common uh valor slot so let's say elemental elemental there are a lot of elemental ranged there are a lot of elemental tanks there are a lot of elemental uh spells so literally instead of having a spell slot maybe you want a, an elemental slot instead because nearly every spell is elemental but you have now access to firehammer who's elemental and it's a range unit you now have access to your um like so you need to choose the common valor slots don't just choose like i did just random ones like squad and then ranged you really got to think about it like in the long run and i think the elemental slot is the most common for nearly majority of the list of units pretty much like the idea is that if you can use a fire hammer in the elemental slot if not you can now use a spell like blizzard if not you can now use like i'm pretty sure you can use some of the some of the air units like the drake in that slot drake um, um, uh, yeah you could use org mage yeah pyromancer exactly uh, so there are so many units whelps too i you think can use all whelps in that, that slot. Yep. yeah i think all the damaging yep. spells all are elemental yeah then there's the necromancer as well so you have like this huge range of units you can just shove into that one slot um that doesn't mean that you have two elemental slots don't don't do that like <laughs> definitely don't do that the other ones that are hard to use like maybe you might go with air units or you might not but if you're going to go with the air unit then just like the bat rider is elemental you can put that bat rider in elemental slot right the drake elemental slot like really think about your combination and what you're trying to achieve you know it's the same thing with squads like if you go if you're gonna if your only air unit is gonna be harpies or vultures 
then make sure it's a squad valor slot that you've selected. When you beat the dungeon, you got these valor points and now you have the opportunity to upgrade. And don't just pick air units because once you're stuck with that, you, you're only ever stuck to air units and not every air unit is great. And not every air unit is going to get you through PvE or PvP. So if you can change it to squad, you still have access to harpies, you have access to vultures, you have access to grunts, uh, core hounds, like anyone that's a squad, you have access to in that build, and it doesn't compromise it at all. And plus, you get three extra levels in the end, right? On top of that, uh, for that. I'd actually, spot. there's. Uh, what do you think about the cycle Valus upgrade? Personally, I would avoid cycle. I would try to avoid cycle because there's not many cycle units. The cycle, like you know, there's there's a hero that really specializes in that. You know what I mean? Um, and, but you can't just so feel everyone yeah. for for reference uh cycle is any unit costing two gold or less so they're normally cheap squishy you're just not meant <laughs> to be more of a spam unit in pvp that works for hogger at, at some cost but when you really look at the two cost units and one cost they're not good they're deep down they're not that good maybe the murlocs and the cool ball and that's it <laughs> oh and of but for pvp the um the plague farmer is terrible but for pve the plague farmer is amazing so like those are the differences but yeah, like you really got to think about it. You don't just go, same thing with Unbound. You don't go full Unbound. Because how, how are you going to protect your units in the first place as well? So like, especially having an Unbound slot, it's okay to have one Unbound slot, but don't go for two. But if you can just, if you really know what Unbound unit that you're using, look at the other traits first. Because, and you look at the common trait of them. And so you can cycle more units into that slot. I think that'd be the biggest advice that I can give you because once you're stuck with the valor slots at hand it's going to cost valor to reforge it to select and it's, it's going to be random it's not going to be what to whatever you want it's going to be another three that and you might not get what you want out of those three either so and pretty much how the way it works is you already have three valor slots your two family slots which is either horde or undead or whatever race you you've gone whatever hero you've gone and then it's like a common trait according that that could synergize with that hero like for grom it's squads so yeah it's just you, you really need to think about that and you need you really need to research on what you're going to use and that's why arclightbase.com is actually a really good tool to find out how many units you can use in one slot and how many you can interchange and that's how you focus on which goes back to what we were previously talking about with gora don't buy every unit don't buy every hero buy units that synergize with other units and then you buy units that can fit in that valor slot as well and that's the biggest advice i can give and then just taking it a little bit further once you look at your units and valor slots look at the talents on those units as well because like we were saying before some talents really can take that mini to the next level and others are just more flavorful Gino, uh, you have been putting a lot of work on your uh, uh, Twitch uh, streams, uh, YouTube. What kind of plans do you have for your content in the near and long term? Did you have enough time to think about it? If uh, Do you want to just keep doing the same thing or do you want to expand to have some sort of other segments, other uploads or what do you have in mind for, for your content in the game as, as the game develops? So eventually I'm going to create videos on a lot more of pvp my end game to all this is pvp competition esports and becoming a tournament champion like because a little bit of history like back then like 
so I've won f- overall. They're local tournaments, but you got to remember, I'm like 33 years old. Like these big tournaments that happened today didn't exist back then. Uh, these smaller tournaments were pretty much the world to us back then. And like I won two Dota tournaments back in the day, like uh, in in Australia, and I won uh, Counter Strike Arms Race multiple times. Uh, and then there is a few like Unreal tournament stuff. But yeah, I miss competition today. I miss it. Uh, like I would love to have a Dota team again uh, because like it's hard to have a Dota team. But I would love to do a two v two Warcraft arc like competitive because like it's great to do one v ones, but two v two I reckon is where it's gonna be at. It's gonna be so stressful. <laughs> it's gonna be so much, so much stress involved. But I love teamwork and I love to like, like there's gonna be so many crazy plays and highlights and stuff like that. And like for me, I, I live for those moments, those times where you're going against all odds and you're about to lose, and all you just rip the rip the rug from underneath from the uh, the opponent. Ah, oh, it feels good. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that in the future that my content will be more about PvP builds, dissecting uh, you know patch notes, and uh, just going on about. I would say just minor, very small details in Warcraft Arclight. Other than that, the live streams will consist of a lot of PvP in the in the very end. Sometimes raiding. Most likely I'll raid off stream and not during stream. But PvP, I'll definitely want to challenge because I want to I want to play with the community as well. I know that they're they're, they're going to watch and they're going to like challenge me at the same time. They're going to try and you know search at the same time. But when they're in the chat, it, it makes it fun. Like, it definitely makes it fun. You can call each other out. You, like, it, it's, it's fun, man. It, like, that's what I miss. I, I really like that part. But other than that, I'll just be bouncing between, in the end, like, Wrath of Lich King, Warcraft 3, and maybe some other games like Tarkov in the future. But for now, it's just Arclight, I guess, for the next few months until release. Okay, Gino, so we pretty much arrived to the conclusion of the podcast. Uh, it's been very valuable and useful for our listeners. Uh, lots of really good insights from the perspective of someone with your experience and also with occasional spells from Gora. I, for one, was uh, very uh, intrigued and um, fascinated with some of the things that they were said. And uh, I'm once again very grateful that you made uh, time to come here. I'll pass it to Chab now. Yeah, it's been fun as always. And uh, like just as like I said with the interview with Slade, it's always funny to hear somebody with a lot of passion talk about what they're passionate about and you can clearly tell from both the clips and the way he talks that uh, Gino has a lot of passion. Passion, rage, it's all the same. And with that I'll pass it on to Gora. Thanks Chubb. Yeah, it's been great to, you know, go through uh, war with Gino, who's um, further through the game than I am and getting his takes as well. I think in a lot of cases we agree on a lot of topics and how they should take the game forwards and you know the minis that are broken and the minis that aren't broken and yeah it's been great thank you for coming along gino no thank you very much it's been fun to talk about all of this you know like i keep spitting them out during my streams and all my big rants about what they need to change because i'm in the heat of the moment getting frustrated after my 200th restart of a fight so but yeah no it's been it's been awesome it gets it, it finally gave me some time to put my thoughts down onto more well, stream instead of paper. But yeah, no, it's been it's been fun. Uh, I'll love to do it again. 
And yeah, there's definitely heaps more to talk about because this is literally only the surface that we're scratching. Oh, and just before we go, make sure you go to the description and find links to all the Geno's content, which is well worth a watch. Exactly. And if you see me in PvP, you see my name, just just, uh, just don't play any mini and let me win because I need the XP. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Genesel from Twitch here, and I listen to the Arclight Insights podcast. Created on the 8th of May 2022, the Guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arclight Rumble community. We have a solid structure in place, with the roles of Chieftains, Taskmasters, Elders, and Wolf Riders. Our Discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our guild today. All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield.